Hey, I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kate, Kate Champion. I'm an author, therapist, and generally curious human whose life has been full of ups and downs, twists and turns, mess and adventures, some intentional and some not so much. Welcome to Living Big Mindfully, a later in life podcast. Here are three questions for you. Are you ready? Are you in midlife or beyond? Or maybe struggling with next steps or finding your feet? Possibly feeling like something's missing, you know, not quite right with your life? Or maybe you have a sense that you're really not living your own truth. Okay, you're right, that was way more than three questions. But were there any yes answers? Yeah? Okay, fantastic. That means that you are in the right place and this is the show for you. So grab a seat, get comfy, and join us for inspiring, heartfelt conversations. Conversations with real people, just like you and me. Listen in as we chat about life, love, health, healing, and thriving well into our later years. And let's commit to creating honest, fulfilling lives and giving a high five to living big mindfully. Ah, one more thing. Make sure you visit katechampionauthor.com. Check out Never Too Late and You Are Limitless, my best-selling books. And while you're there, be sure to download your free hiking guide. And remember, check out our Living Big Mindfully community on Facebook. And please share your favorite episode with your friends. Thank you so much. Okay, that is enough for me. Are you ready? Great. Then let's dive in. In this week's episode of Living Big Mindfully, I am happy to be sharing a fun conversation with outdoor superwoman Sally Thompson. This show is all about inspiring and supporting you to get outdoors and explore. Sally is a hiker, backpacker, caver, and rappeller, and she's also a friend. We have done a couple of longer trips together, and we've seen each other at our best and our worst. Listen in as we have a few laughs about our personal and sometimes embarrassing trail stories. Sally walks us through the seven principles for outdoor safety, the hiker's 10 essentials, and the importance of learning to trust your gut. She also gives us some of her pro tips and strategies for first aid, nutrition, hydration, and staying safe on the trail. Then Sally rounds the show off with some very smart sage advice. After this episode, you'll have everything you need to know to get out on the trail and enjoy. Oh, and please remember to check out the show notes because there are a ton of helpful resources to help you along your way. So, hi, Sally. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm well. How about you? Good. It's, it's so good to connect with you today. I We haven't actually seen each other. We are friends and hiking buddies, um, but we haven't actually seen each other for, it feels like a while. So, it's really fun to connect with you today. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, so, tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. So, I... For a real job, I am a teacher. I've been a teacher for 20, this is my 22nd year. And I was seeking to do something else. And so I started doing a wellness, like nutrition course. 
And then I kind of pivoted the summer into teaching some outdoor courses to help women get more comfortable with it, with exploring the outdoors. So that's awesome. I know you've recently, if I remember correctly, you've, you've taught an outdoor, was it an outdoor survival course, right? Yes. Yeah. How did that go? It turned out very well. Yeah. I have five ladies come out and we, Posted it a less outdoorsy theme, but we did it at the Geo Nature Dome in Chillicothe. She, this uh, lady Marcy, she rents out her location and uh, you just like you can do your outdoor events there. It was for people that don't do like regular backpacking. So it was a nice, gentler space to do it than to do out in the middle of the woods. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So have you have you done those things kind of like kind of like out in the middle of the woods? Have you have you really scared some people off by taking them like (laughs) kind of out on the trail and just kind of throwing them throw them in the deep end? Has has that ever happened? Not with like overnight events, but but yeah, I think I think I have probably intimidated people with my longer hikes that I've taken them on. (laughs) <laughs> as a society, uh, Sally is also an ambassador for Girl to Hike Ohio. So she does a lot, a lot of leading hikes, leading backpacking trips, and she does, you know, big advocates for the outdoors. So that that's really, really fun too. Yes. You know, Sally and I have done a couple of hikes, haven't we? We did 50 miles on the Superior. No, we did 100 miles on the Superior Hiking Trail, right? Yes. Yes, just last just, summer. Was it last summer? Oh, it feels yes. like forever ago. <laughs> and then we did 50 on the, um, what was the other one? The Pictured oh. Rocks National sea- Seashore. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Do you have yeah. a favorite of those? Have I don't do know. I don't know. They were both so fun. I, I think probably Pictured Rocks was definitely a little prettier, but it, the... Scenery on the Superior Hiking Trail was outstanding as well. Yeah, it was a great hike. We did, I think we did it in five days, four nights and five days, and we had perfect weather. It did not a drop of rain. We were really, really fortunate. We and not worried. too much of a battle with the black flies. Right? They have these famous black flies up there. We were all prepared, but it, it wasn't too bad. No, no, we survived. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about outdoor safety. Tell me a little bit about outdoor safety and, you know, tell me a little bit about what you're learning and, and what people need to know. Um, so with my wilderness course, I teach people to that there's like seven priorities whenever it comes to like an outdoor emergency. So the seven priorities and like they they change based upon circumstances, but is a positive mindset, shelter, first aid, water, food, fire, and signaling. So depending upon your circumstances, like, um, you know, different things could be your top priority. But of course, if you've ever been in an outdoor, like scary situation, uh, the positive mindset is and should always be your top priority because if you can't keep yourself calm, then you will make mistakes on your decisions of what comes next. 
Yeah, that's huge, right? That mindset piece, that ability to like take a breath and get grounded and like get that brain, have that brain be able to work. Yeah. Can you give me any examples of maybe when you've had to kind of really be in a tough spot and had to like kind of get grounded and, and stay pretty calm? Um, gosh, I, I do a lot of outdoor activities, but um, probably, probably my top one was, was on our superior hiking trail this past oh, last summer <laughs> for me personally. Yeah. So it was day five that we were on trail and the middle of the day and my water bladder broke. And so I had checked my sleeping bag and thought that it was stain dry because I had it in a trash bag. And then when we got to camp that evening, it was about seven o'clock and I pulled out my sleeping bag. It was wet, like the top and the bottom portion. Um, I, hug it, I hung it in the tree while we ate our dinner, but it had still not dried whenever it was bedtime. So I guess we we were all curious, like our, our lows were getting down to around 45 degrees at night. And I felt like this could make or break our trip at that point. So grounded myself, came up, we, we together came up with a workable plan of, uh, I decided to cowboy camp by the fire that night. And then actually just before I crawled into my sleeping bag, I thought of my rain gear. So I had on like all the layers that I had with me on the trip. And then I I put on my wet, my ring gear and it actually kept me dry. And I even sweat a little bit overnight uh, because I was so toasty inside my sleeping bag. So Wow. Wow. That is a great story. And I remember that. I actually, now you said that I had kind of blocked that from my memory, but now you said that I remember the space and, and that's right. And I imagine we had the most beautiful camp spot, right? By all the, by all the rocks and the outcropping. Yes. Yeah. So and we got there kind of late. Yeah. We got mm -hmm. there kind of late. Yeah. I remember that. That's pretty cool. She was as cool as a cucumber. I mean, I have to tell you, she was, <laughs> was a cucumber. Yeah, so that's a great story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So thinking about women, right? So so we're both hikers, backpackers, and we're out. I know that you do a lot of solo hiking, and I do too. And one of the questions that I get when people say, you know, do you go back out on the trail by yourself is all this stuff around safety. You know, I personally feel like I'm safer out in the backwoods by myself than I am in a Walmart parking lot. Personally, I feel it's safer out there. But what are your thoughts, right? How would you talk about safety for women, whether they're going out solo or whether they are, you know, in a group? So what are your thoughts about safety and staying safe? So one, I like personally, I, it starts all in the parking lot for me. If I am in an area where there's a lot of people, like you can get a good vibe or a bad bad vibe from it. There's some places that people meet up there and and I don't always feel like that is the safest place for me to be. Um, and so sometimes I will go to a different parking lot where there's less people and like that's where it seems like a lot of like trail runners park. 
or like, you know, it just seems a lot more family friendly. When whenever I hit up that parking lot, like I feel so much safer from the get go. Um, I can't I can't recommend that highly enough. Like if if it's where mm. people just seem to like stop and meet up with other people, like sometimes you just will get that vibe. Listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great a great tip, right? That kind of tuning in and learning, learning to listen to your gut, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I think it's a skill we've lost, right? A lot of people don't, mm-hmm. don't listen to their guts and their body. And so how do you, how would you help someone kind of begin to learn again, to kind of tune into their gut and tune into their instinct? Tell me a little bit more about that. If you just need to like go to a parking lot and like look around before you get out of the car, like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe just scanning what is happening around that area might, might make you realize like if that's a safe area or not. Um, maybe, maybe planning ahead a little bit, like knowing where the other parking lots are that you could go to. Um, mm-hmm. and just kind of exploring them to see like, if if it seems to be like an active place where people are like what i notice what i notice with me and my comfort level is that people are parking and like you can tell our hikers or trail runners and like if if, if other people are feeling comfortable with it to to park there by themselves and go out then that's it's a comfort for me like okay like that this is a safe place to be Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, you know, there's other kind of like-minded people out there on the trail, and right, you know, and that there is a the trail runner hiking community. They are a really tight knit community, and generally, people do kind of have your back, and they're going to say hi, and they're going to be, be friendly. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we get to the car parking lot, we kind of check out the vibe and then we decide that we're, we're okay. So we, we get out of the car and then what, how do we keep ourselves safe? Safe and from there. Um, so from there, like I, I recommend like having a plan, like how, how far do you plan to go? Um, know your trail. There's the thing called, um, the 10 essentials to have in your pack. I can't recommend that highly enough to have the 10 essentials. Um, and if you want me to go through those, I will. Um, but yeah, I'll put a, sh- I'll put a link in the show notes, but yeah, go just run through the 10 essentials. If you, if you, if you have them there and you have them on, on the side of your head, but thank you. I, I will definitely put a link in the show notes. Yeah. So that's the 10 essentials are you have something for navigation, something other than just your phone. Um, sun protection, a light, stuff for first aid, shelter, a repair kit and tools, fire, nutrition, hydration, and additional, additional clothing. So that's highly recommended for anything over two miles. Wow. That feels like a lot of gear. That feels like a <laughs> lot of gear do you are you able to kind of pack that down pretty light pretty small how do you how do you navigate that i i just i have a kit that i 
keep in my bag. So it's always there if I need it. And of course, like a lot of uh, like first aid kits that you might be able to find at like a Walmart or something like that is not going to have what you need in Mm. it per se. Um, So make sure you look at that kit ahead, know what you actually have in there. Um, because the things that you're going to need most is like for protecting yourself from blisters or headaches or Benadryl, if you are allergic to bees or whatever. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. You want to make sure you have it in your pack. So. Okay. So the, so the actual, the first aid kit that you need on the trail is going to be different to the one that you need to get off the shelf. So you said run that. What, so what would you imagine you need in the first aid kit? kind of backpacking or hiking i mean it's different for everybody and like what all the the environment you're going to be in but um you want to think about like the the typical things that happen while while you're on trail um so like blisters are common so you want um like a mole skin or you could use like duct tape um but a lot of duct tape does come loose but mole skin is a little better for protecting you from blisters you need ibuprofen or maybe even tylenol if you're if you're worried about people having heart attacks um Mm. benadryl for allergies you would want like a a wound kit for just in case like there was a major injury so like tourniquet a splint like a quick clot kind of gauze um gloves gloves for um changing bandages yeah oh and one of my my top choices is um curing electrolytes um, okay a lot of people have dehydration while on trail and so i always carry like a ton of electrolytes to share with others when need be that is a great point. That is a that is a great point. I can really connect with that, right? When you've been out and it's been hot and you've just been hiking all day. I mean, you can really, really lose a lot through sweating. Yeah. So there's electrolytes. I think in our hikes, I remember you and you and Heather were really good about drinking electrolytes, you know, putting them in your water and kind of using them like kind of most for most of the day right yes. seem to really seem to really help yeah i on the other hand tend to feel it in my body and then i'll like oh my gosh i'm dragging a bit so then i'll put an electrolyte in the water and then you know or usually i might do it first thing in the morning right to give me a bit of a bump for the day and then then i'm usually fine but yeah those electrolytes are really helpful there are so many out there is there a particular brand that you like because i know some people are sensitive they can kind of up their upset their stomach a little bit is there a brand that you like electrolyte wise um i typically use the noon tablets mm-hmm. um i they've got like a ton of different flavors and they are mostly um healthy kind of healthy but um the liquid iv is highly recommended as well you know i love liquid iv i've just started using that i think maybe on our trip i was using that so good i really really like i like the lemon lime flavor so i have some links into the show notes for those products as well so you can you can kind of check them out so is there anything else we need to know about kind of safety um kind of stranger danger 
while we're out there, any experiences that you would like to share about maybe sleeping out alone in the woods? Like kind of, I don't know if you've had that experience, but kind of sleeping solo. How do you, I mean, that's terrifying. I mean, I think it's a really important experience, but it's also terrifying, right? We get all those kind of creepy thoughts in our heads, but usually we're pretty safe. So any thoughts about that? Um, so I, I have not actually camped out by myself before. Um, but I've been on many trips where I, I was the lead. So I, I feel like whenever you're, you're the leader of the trip, like it does give you a little more anxiety and like makes you a little more cautious about what's happening around you. Um, so I guess my tips, like what, what I plan for is, um, I want to be away from like the road. So one of the things they say is that like most, most people that would want to hurt you or whatever, they're not going to be like a mile into the woods. It's going to be like closer to the parking lot areas. Um, and so whenever I am thinking about going out, like I would rather be away from the road or, or places where other people typically are. I mean, I, I highly recommend like that you, you're carrying the essentials so that you do have everything that you need. Um, and just plan ahead. So, I mean, one, if you plan ahead, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable anyway. So it's going to help with your positive mindset. Right. Um, but it's going to be best for you in the long run altogether. So you're going to want to like, make sure you know where your water sources are. Um, probably even before, I mean, before you even go out, like make sure you know, you know, your route that you're taking, you know, where the water sources are, um, have your alternative exit plans, um, and plan it out as much as you can and make sure that somebody at home has your plan, your scheduled plan. And those alternative routes. So if you would decide to bail on your trip at any point, they would know which routes you're planning to, like you have as your backup for exiting. So they know where to look for you if something would happen and you didn't return when you said you're coming. Um, so like I said, you, you also, you know, you want to have somebody that's going to know, like base your base, know your basic plan know when to contact authorities if you didn't arrive where you're supposed to. Um, like there are the different devices that you can carry that will like let them know where you are. Um, and those can be helpful, uh, but they also sometimes don't work. So you do kind of have to think ahead for that. So you always want to have like, here is like the point of like last return. Like if I don't arrive by this time, you know, it is time to contact the authorities or whatever. Um, and of course my, one of my other big tips is to make sure that you train for your hike. Um, know what kind of train you're going to be getting into, um, you know, do what you can to be prepared for the elevation, the heat, um, the weight that you're going to be carrying. All that is placed so much into your hike and whether or not you have a good time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, those are all amazing tips. I guess the, the ones that stood out for me were, were the water. I don't think people really think about a how vital the water is 
and checking, right? So this is if you're going on a longer hike, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a day or a multi-day, you know, really looking at that. I love paper maps. So looking at the paper map and really looking at your exit strategies just in case you need to get off the trail and, you know, you have to detour, but also really looking and making sure that, you know, not only that there's ample water, but also that it's there at the time of year you're going because I know yes. that when I did the um, the Triple Crown in, I think, Virginia, Virginia mm-hmm. there's usually ample water but we had just hit a dry season and a lot of those little streams and little you know places you could you could usually pick up a trickle of water they were all dry so we had a whole mountain stretch on the back there with literally no water but we were able to plan for it we were able to you know carry in two and three liters and just you know that it's going to be a while until we get to the other side of that that's so important yeah really important You're very good at that. I know whenever we did our superior hiking trail, you were always like, okay, like today, this is our route. This is where we're going to stop and get water today. Like you were very good about checking ahead, making sure like each day before we even started that we knew where our water sources were for the day. Um, And then whenever we had um, places where we could get off trail, we always discussed like, you know, is it, are we, is there any needs at this point? Like, do we need to take this exit? And, you know, we made our decisions from there. So. Yeah, I think it's really important. And that's one of the things that I was ground into me when I was learning right in the beginning, learning to kind of backpack is that, that type of safety thing. So sleeping in the woods on, in the, on your own is actually, I have done it a couple of times. I remember the first time it was in the Allegheny national forest and, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't intentional. It was, I was doing the Allegheny 100 and, and I just would got to the point in the middle of the night, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning or something. I was just exhausted. It was getting dark. And I knew that if I kept going, I was probably going to fall and break something and have an injury. So I made camp in the middle of the woods all by myself. I found a little, little kind of spot and it was by water and just got into my little tent and I had my knife and my pepper spray and I was laying there and I can't tell you there's so many you hear everything every crisp and crackle and crunch and howl and your imagination goes wild but again if you can get to sleep you know you'll wake up and morning will come and you'll feel awesome right you'll feel oh my gosh I just did that that's incredible um but yeah, it's um you just have to fight a lot. Again, mindset-wise, you really have to fight a lot of those kind of creepy, creepy, scary horror movie thoughts that um, you know, someone's gonna come and you know Definitely. do whatever in the middle of the night. Yeah. But it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually fun. I like to I like to I like to go with two or three people. I'm kind of a small group person. So two or three people um out in the backwoods, that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. So how about you, Sai? Any experiences that you would like to share that we, you know, pertinent to kind of safety and navigation and um, you know, kind of helping helping people out, helping people stay safe? I mean, I've taken a lot of groups out and like with with the girls who hike Ohio, I do lead like the powerhouse hikes. Um so like Southeast Ohio, we don't have like, we don't have mountains. So we do have to hunt for the elevation. Um, so usually 
like I try to plan hikes that we're doing like nine or more miles and we're going to get about 2000 feet of elevation total in that amount of time. Um, and there's a lot of flat land in Ohio. So whenever people from the la- flatland country come to my hikes, um, they are a little surprised. <laughs> okay. um, so uh, we have, uh, like, I, I have to help them through um, the fueling of their mm. hikes. Um, so I help them um, by discussing, like, um, you know, stopping to eat, snacking through the trip, make sure they're getting um, some carbs and fats, that they're keeping up on their electrolytes. Um, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that, that like, whenever they're sweating a lot, especially if their their skin feels salty, mm-hmm. that, that they are like really losing a lot and they need to replenish with those electrolytes. So, um, you know, if they're, especially when they're starting to feel down, they need to, to have some of those uh, available. And a lot of people, um, you know, are, they'll come and like be rather new to hiking and they won't realize how important it is. So that's why I always carry extra um, because it, it will be very quick. Like it'll be very quickly that it hits them that they're mm-hmm. bulking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to keep them, um, you know, up with the electrolytes up with the carbs and fats um, is has been a very important thing to try to teach people. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk a little bit more about nutrition and what do, what do you recommend? Are you do you think kind of bars or do you suggest people just kind of pack snacks from home or a bag of Cheetos or what do you think? <laughs> yeah, what 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 is your recommendation for something really kind of efficient food wise for the trail? Um, I think I think it kind of depends on on like everybody likes something different. Um, a lot of people like really embrace the trail life and they just want to eat all the junk food because they're burning so many calories. Um, so if that's you have at it, um, (laughs) but, uh, like I do, I do try to encourage people to still like, um, like the protein bars are kind of good especially like where you finally stop to take a break in like the middle of the day if you're doing like an all-day trip like make sure you you are keeping up on protein but um like carb (laughs) the carbs give you instant energy and help you with digestion and to feel full the protein is more for building and repairing your muscles um and they have lots of other good, good things, but the for for the hiking purpose, you know, I'm sticking with the, that idea, right? Mm-hmm. For fats, the fats help you with storing energy and um, transporting and absorption of um, vitamins. So, like, the, it's very important to keep up on all the macros, basically. Um, and of course, fiber on the trail, it's hard to find the far fiber because, um, you know, you end up not eating anything green. So, um, you know, tr- try to kind of keep those main things in 
perspective as you're planning for your hike. I try to balance it. Uh, and But like whenever, like I do meals and then I think about my snacks and then the snacks are usually like carbs and fats kind of things. So, um walk me through a day day, like let's let's do a day um of what you might pack let's say breakfast night let's i don't know hiking kind of slash a backpack couple of days backpacking let's do breakfast lunch and dinner what might you oh and snacks what might you (laughs) what might you you pack sally for you know for that for a couple of meals over a few days so i i like to do a variety so it's never going to look the same every day typically um just because i do get bored but um like some some days i will feel like i want a little heavier of a breakfast so i will do like one of the i, I like i like to do like the prepackaged meals just because um they're already pretty balanced for me so i like like the scrambled eggs with a little bit of bacon and the veggies in it like mm-hmm. the, if i'm if i'm feeling like i want something a little more that's what I'll go with. Um, but I also like like the oatmeal mixes that have some, you can put the peanut butter in it mm-hmm. um, because uh, it just, that can also really fuel me and um, if um, flax seeds in it, it it's another um, tasty way to go for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so one of those kind of breakfasts and then um of course, I, I do electrolytes in the morning because I, I sweat a lot and I have a very uh, salty sweat. So um, I usually do, I, I take some electrolytes in the morning. Then I if I'm, I go throughout the day and sometimes I won't need anything until lunchtime. But if I do need a snack, like it'll be some, usually something with peanut butter on it. Mm-hmm. I, peanut, peanut butter is one of my go-to things. And so it might be like a peanut butter and cracker or peanut butter. And like, I found some like sesame seed crackers the one time they were so Mm. delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like anything like that. Um, And then for lunch, uh, like you could do like a tuna. Um, Sometimes that's too heavy for people's stomach. And I totally get that. Um, But like a tuna or protein bar. and then usually something with like peanut butter or something on it again. Um, and then if I need another snack later, it it might be something a little more sugary. Like um, sometimes at this point, like I'll I'll do um, totally think forget what they're called, but like those gel. Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I don't like the ones with caffeine in it, but some people do really like the caffeine ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like because they have like some of them you can find with vitamin B12 in them, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's a nice pick me up if you're really starting to to slow down and uh, lose motivation. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, then at the end of the day, like I like a heartier meal and like for a dinner thing, like I'll do, um, and of course, like once again, I, I do the package meals. So like, mm-hmm. um, which I know like a lot of people are like tuned in enough that they can make their own. And that's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't have the energy or time for that, mm-hmm. but I love the idea. Um, mm-hmm. 
but like the peak refuel, they put extra protein in those mm-hmm. meals mm-hmm. and um, the extra protein I feel like is really good for me. And um, because depending upon how hot I have been that day, mm-hmm. like like a two serving meal is some like sometimes what I can eat. Um, now, if I'm too hot, like I might not be able to eat the full two servings, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that is one thing that you can do is like try to portion your meals so that like, if you are one of those people that can only eat like one serving, mm-hmm. um, you can portion your meal so that, uh, you're not cooking all of that in one sitting. But, um, personally, yeah. I, I do need that much fuel at the end of the mm-hmm. evening. Um, Mm -hmm. So a two serving meal works for me. Um, And of course, more electrolytes at that point for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? How bodies are different when I'm the first couple of days that I'm out on the trail, especially not so much hiking, but just backpacking, like walking for for hours and hours and you've got the weight and all the rest of it. I tend to lose my appetite. Right. So I tend to, Mm -hmm. I am hunger. I don't get so hungry. It's like not until about day three or four, and now I'm starving. I just want to eat, eat, <laughs> eat everything in sight. I'm also not a meat eater, right? So I have to really right. eat about my protein. So I usually put, I usually do an oatmeal. I can overnight oats and I'll put a couple of scoops of protein powder in that. And so there's tons of ways to get creative. A lot of nuts, yes. a lot of dried fruits. I love that on the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, peanut butter and jelly in which gets kind of messy but in those tortillas right you can just kind of roll it up and make a make kind of a quick sandwich snack and snickers snickers are amazing they've got it all in there right all the food groups are in the snickers right <laughs> yes we all have to have our own special um trail <laughs> snack <laughs> so definitely Do you have a favorite what's your what's your, what's your like must have on the trail I like to bring gummy bears. Oh, that's cool. And, and Twix. You you turned me on to Twix in the winter <laughs> because we did that one really long hike and I cannot tell you how the Twix like hit the spot. And so cold weather, Twix go together. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the day we had hot chocolate. We were trying to yes. do this winter hiking series. I would hike and have hot chocolate. And I think somebody, I must have bought Twix or something that day. But yeah, that really hits, really hits the spot. So I agree. I think whatever you, I think that's the time or what, whatever you want, right? Whatever you want, have it, right? If it's gummy bears or I don't know, Twinkies or whatever makes you comfortable at some point you're going to be hating the day and you know, right. <laughs> Very all the true. next day you're going to be hating life. Very true. Like, what am I doing? I hate this. So, and that can really give you a boost, like kind of mentally and physically mm-hmm. thing can really, can really give you a boost. So I really encourage that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about tips for sustaining energy, right? The kind of the fats, the proteins and the carbs and things. What about if you're helping some helping coach somebody get outside like for the first time? What are some tips and strategies you might give to that um, for that person for safety, maybe for gear, and then also for food and hydration? Right, if you're encouraging mm-hmm. some the first time, how might you support them? I recommend a good pair of shoes or even boots if that's what you want to do. But find a friend and just find the look, 
closest trail and get out there because being outside is like such a mood booster. If you've been in like a funk, it's amazing how many people come out with me and they'll just be like, this is exactly what I needed. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be science. Like just get out there, like enjoy nature, like look around, um, touch the environment. Like you, it is such a mood booster. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, no, I love that. And you, you, I 110% agree, right? Sometimes I think we, we overthink things and we overcomplicate things and yes. we find lots of reasons in our brain why we can't do something. But I love that. Find a friend or I would say find a group, right? Like go yes. on like Facebook or meetups and find a group. And if you just want all women, there are all female groups out there. Um, yes. I know there's one in our area. Girls Who Hike Ohio is a great one. I would highly recommend. I think they're all over the country. So you could, you could easily hook up with an all-female hiking group and they have all layer levels right they have beginner they have intermediate they have advanced i'm sure they have backpacking opportunities yeah um, and so i really encourage people to, you know if they don't have a buddy um to go out and connect with a group yeah yeah for sure and that time in nature you know i've, I've written a lot about that it's one of my one of my things right the, the whole so healing, right? It's just so healing to kind of get out and then get your feet on the ground and breathe in all that oxygen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big boost. What if you get lost? Because I, I am directionally challenged, so I really struggle um, with with directions left and right, and I'm a little dyslexic, so I really have to work hard at that. So what if you do get lost? And I've been lost. <laughs> <laughs> what if you get lost what's the you know and you you've, you're kind of going around and around in circles and it's like you're beginning to get a little bit scared what what how would you coach somebody through that um, so i mean i guess it this is also situational right like uh -huh. if you are um on the trail then you know you might be able to find yourself on the map um, if it's the middle of the night, like you might just decide that it's time to like sit and like just camp for the night. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you would not believe like how different the trail looks at night yeah. versus the daytime. So I yeah. mean, like I was, I forget who I was talking to, but somebody I was talking to recently, they were like, you know, I had to just camp camp overnight and um you know i lost the trail and whenever i woke up the next morning i realized i was camping in the middle of the trail <laughs> they, they didn't know they didn't know no you make such a great point you know sometimes you just need to stop and like sleep it sleep sleep on it you know and yeah. wait, wait till daylight to get a new perspective yeah. Um, so, I mean, consider that, of course, but, um, mm -hmm. like if you are truly like lost in the woods, um, it is recommended that you go to the highest point, mm -hmm. um, and try to try to get a place where it was, it's open mm -hmm. and try to signal from there. Okay. So, um, you know, if, if you can't, if, if it's tree covered, nobody's going to be able to see you. So you do need a place that 
a, like a bald where you can actually be seen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that is your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying so, to think of times I've been lost. Maybe I haven't been, I haven't actually been that lost. Well, that's not true. We did have a my husband and I were hiking and we, in the Dali Sards and we got really, 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 really turned around, incredibly lost. And we actually had to call search and rescue um, because we was way lost. I don't even remember the whole story, but oh, no. <laughs> quite embarrassed. <laughs> but yeah, so we actually had to have some people come and help us get out of there. Um, and that's a massive wilderness. And yeah, we just got totally, totally lost and we're getting more and more lost. Right. Yeah. But I was so proud of myself. So I had the 10 essentials. Honestly, I had everything we needed Good. to spend the night. I had extra nice. food, extra water, the 10 essentials. My husband had nothing. I just have to say that. Um, <laughs> you know, we Classic. were fine. We would have been fine <laughs> to have to hunker down overnight and wait till the morning. But yeah, so it really, this stuff is really important. You think, you know, I'm a pretty experienced backpacker and hiker. And if I can get lost, I think. You know, it's it can happen to anybody. So just be prepared. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And and like if you can take like a navigation navigation course, um, you know, those are pretty helpful. Um, I don't offer those yet, but I am hoping to be trained soon and hopefully I can help others with that um skill as well. But um, you know, like navigation courses a wilderness survival course, like any of that is going to help you learn the skills that you might need uh, yeah. to self-rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the person that's just starting out and they want to get their toes on the trail, you don't have to worry about any of that. I mean, obviously make sure you've got some food and water and the, the basics, the 10 essentials. Um, yeah. Just go have some fun. Go for an hour or two and just have some fun and increase it slowly and connect with some like-minded people. So I'm going to put a ton of resources in the show notes there. Um, I'll put a link to the girls who hike. I'll put, I have actually a free hiking guide. If you haven't picked that up yet, I have a free um, pocket hiking guide, which has a ton of tips and strategies and stuff and resources for people. So you can download that. It's free. And I'll put some of this other stuff in the show notes. So before we end here, what? is your piece of sage advice. I ask every every guest, you know, if there's one piece of sage advice you could share with people, what would it be? So I think my sage advice is just to make sure you plan ahead. Try to think of anything and everything that could go wrong and try to try to plan ahead for it. Train for your hike. Know your water sources. Um, have your exit plan. Know, make sure somebody at home knows your route. Um, and one of the big things is that, that I recommend for people is that um, you check either like the, if it has a website, check the website for where you're going. So you know where all the closures are. Um, you have emergency numbers. Um, and even if you can check in and like talk to a ranger beforehand, they, they always have great tips of different things to expect while on the trail. Um, maybe whether or not a water source is dried up, um, you know, all those great things. And of course, don't go out without your paper map. Yes. Yeah. Those are wonderful tips. Yeah. And, you know, checking the weather of your location, right? Yes. You up in elevation and that weather can change like in an instant. You can be sunshine yes. and then being snowed on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a 
Great points, Sally. Great points. Thank you. So thank you. I really hope this conversation has been helpful. So what, where can people find you? You are an awesome, awesome human and you're a great. And not only do you hike, but you, you cave and you repel and she is like yeah. an outdoor, outdoor superhuman. So <laughs> where can people find you and connect with you and connect with everything that you're doing? Um, so I guess the easiest way would be to find me on Facebook. Um, it's, you know, Sally Thompson. I, I think you, you can find me under change your story for women is the uh, link for me. But then, um, I also started a group called the Midwest Women's Outdoor Adventures and Trainings. Ooh, nice. So, um, I'm going to put all of my, um, outdoor courses on that page so that people can find me, find it there because I have a wellness walk workshop coming up October 1st in Athens, a wilderness survival course coming up October 7th and 8th at, uh, Zaleski State Forest. And I'm going to do a leave no trace for hiker and the a backpacker workshop um september 30th in in athens somewhere i haven't decided the location for that one it's so it's not posted just yet so i find the location um but yeah so all those things are going on and then um i also have my wellness group which is change your story for women um so it's a wellness group that i help adventurous women who need support with nutrition, fitness, and motivation so they can lead a more active, energetic, and healthy life. Um, so if if you need help with your mental well-being or nutrition, fitness, changing your habits, like I'm doing all that over on my page, Change Your Story for Women. It's also a Facebook group. I love that. And I love that title, that the name of that, changing a story. You know, as a therapist, this is what we work on a lot, right? It's helping people change their stories. So um, that's so exciting. So I'm going to put all those links in the show notes um, so you can check out the show notes and connect with Sally. And Sally, I just want to thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking like this. We're usually on the trail and just hopping and rumbling and swearing right. and pushing through and saying we're never going to do this again, but we always do it again. You know? Right? True story. <laughs> so thank you for being for being willing to do this today. It's been so much pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you and your time. I love to hear from listeners. So connect with me at katechampionauthor.com. Remember to grab your free hiking guide and please take a quick moment to rate, review and subscribe to the show. Thanks so much. Take care. Until next time.